The views and opinions expressed on Nerds and Beer are solely those of the hosts and guests who clearly know just enough to be dangerous. Please do not try this at home. Autobots, transform! Beats are the worst. People love beats. Nobody likes beats. Everyone loves beats. Nobody likes beats, Dwight. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Nerds and Beer. Uh, this is episode four of season two for us. Uh, I am Cash, joined with the other members of the Nerds and Beer group here. We've got Joe, also known as Crash. Hey, hey! And then we've got uh, Senior McClunky, Mr. Brody, sitting here with me. Hello. <laughs> Hello, comrade. <laughs> Hello, comrades. <laughs> Hello, Hello, governor. Comrades. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, what do you got? What do you got going on tonight, Joe? Yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, I just, I just want to say uh, to you guys, you sound pretty crystal clear. You got some new operating equipment we uh, working on today. Yeah, yeah. We're yep. testing things out. We uh, picked up a new laptop. Um, I wish that I could say that it was for the kids' schooling purposes, but it was totally just for the podcast. Yay! Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> Time to get real. <laughs> we are professional. Professional. So uh, yeah, we're we're sitting in our kitchen uh, recording. We've got the uh, Moff Gideon bobblehead joining us right now that we just picked up. Oh, is it a bobblehead or is it a can of soda? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I told Joe that I got a Moff Gideon pop, and he thought that I actually had a beverage with uh, the character Moff Gideon on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes in the summertime they have like in the summertime when the weather is fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can buy like a Mountain Dew with Kermit the Frog on it or something. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> I always think of like one of like those cereal boxes that's like character themed, like back in the day. And he would yeah, open, they, yeah, they like still little, do that. They, yeah, they do still do that. I think. Huh. I, I think. Wait, what are you talking about? What are you What are you talking about? I don't know what so, you're talking about. So when you said, oh, okay, <laughs> when you said that, almost reminded me of um, when Joe said that reminded him like a soda with Mop Gideon on it. I. I I my head went in the. I thought I thought of like one of those cereal boxes, but like with the character on it. Yeah, you know, like when a movie comes out and they do all the promotional oh. stuff, like oh, you just buy corn pops with Superman on it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, just like on the the box cover itself. Yeah, that's what I. That, oh, okay, that's what I okay, I see what you're talking reason. about. I thought you were talking about like a little action figure on the top of a box, and I'm like, what? What are you guys <laughs> talking about? Like, what world are you living in? <laughs> somebody's on drugs. <laughs> so. so, boys, we uh, we have a pretty good show this week. I think a lot of different things from what we normally do. Uh, we're a little bit Star Wars light this week. Hopefully that doesn't scare off our audience. But um, we're going to talk a lot about uh, Transformers and the new Netflix series that finally um, hit streaming this week. Yeah. That was a great day. That was a great yeah, day. Yeah, it was. It so, was. Um, yeah, we'll talk Transformers. Um, I think Brody wants to talk a little bit about some stuff he saw from Comic-Con. Comic-Con at home. Online. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, what we just talked about at the end of our pregame uh, talk, it was a, a pretty sad week for... Um, the entertainment business, we, we not that it hasn't been a, a crappy time lately anyway, but um, we lost two icons in the last couple days. Um, first one, uh, Wilford Brimley, you know, famous for Cocoon and the diabetes commercials. Um, <laughs> and then also we lost one of, one of my favorite uh, entertainers, uh, Regis Philbin passed away in this past week too. Oh man, rest in peace, Regis. Yeah, I was a huge, you know, as we talked again in the pregame, I was a huge Regis fan. I actually dressed up as Regis um, for Halloween one year. So maybe I'll dig that picture out and throw it up on the on the Facebook group for us. Yeah, I think you should. I remember seeing that on your profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, rest in peace to to Big Reg and uh, Wilford. So uh, we'll miss you. We'll miss you. Diabetes just ain't going to be the same now. No. And and really, uh, morning TV, I know, okay, this terms me as a different type of nerd, but um, I watch a lot of daytime TV, and daytime TV hasn't been worth a shit since Regis left anyway. 
like you're talking like the Regis and Kelly or Kathy Lee show. Yeah, now it's like Ryan and Kelly. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is pretty bad. I can't. I actually can't believe that they're still on. It it hasn't been good since Regis left. Well, and and how Kelly can keep a show. I mean, like that just doesn't seem like it should still be on. No, I mean it was it was marginally entertaining when uh, Michael Strahan was on there. He was okay, uh, but I I'm not a big Ryan Seacrest fan, so. No, is uh is Gelman still running things? <laughs> yeah, Gelman Gelman is still on the show. He's actually one of the more entertaining parts of it. Uh, Gelman <laughs> and Art Moore. <laughs> oh, Gelman. Uh, yeah, yeah. So <sighs> McClunky just ran away. Why did you see? I talked about Regis, and now the young people ran away. Oh uh, yeah, he's back now. He's back. I don't know what he was doing. What are you doing? Phone back. Oh, he's putting his phone back. So, yeah, so we can kick this episode off and uh, start talking nerd talk. Yeah, so uh, in previous episodes, we've talked a lot about, um, especially lately, about Transformers, both the upcoming series on Netflix and um, a lot of the stories, I can't talk, a lot of the toys that are linked to that series. You know, um, there's been some pretty awesome new uh, Transformer toys called uh, War for Cybertron. Um, and it's it's broken up into several different segments. The first one being um, Siege. Uh, yep. And the toys are pretty sweet, um, at least in my opinion. And I think you'd agree, Cash, that uh, they have kind of a Generation 1 flavor to them. Yeah, they do. And, and I think that's what's uh, most appealing about the show right now is that it brings back the, the Gen 1 look and the, the classic uh, that us adults grew up on. So I think there's that, that nostalgic factor uh, with this series that people are really buying into right now. Yeah, I would agree. It, it reaches back um, with the nostalgia factor to bring us old farts in. But uh, I would think, don't you think it's kind of a, almost a soft reboot of generation one? Like they're leading us back to where our cartoon series started um, but it's it's got a little bit different flavor to it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's pretty much what they wanted to do was give it like a an old school twist with a modern update, so that you know it kind of appeals to to both new fans and old fans alike. Um, so far, I've I've watched the series twice now, and I'm pleasantly surprised with it. Um, some of the some of the voice acting, eh, I could take it or leave it. It's not awful, but it's not the best in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but overall, the the visuals of it, I think, are are fantastic. I agree. Um, the the series, if you're not familiar with it, you know, I would recommend if you are a Transformers fan, either of the old cartoon series or of the movies, um, you should check it out on Netflix. It's really short. It's only six episodes in in season one and they're all i think only 25 minutes 24 minutes a piece so they're pretty short. yeah yeah they Um, run generally 23 to 25 minutes i think yeah and they're they're pretty well done the animation is really good um like you said with the voice act um pretty good um character to character a lot of me um with the voice acting it's tough because i'm such a huge fan of the old cartoon that you know i think they stay full characters sounded like obviously they sounded because there's new people doing them yeah yeah and i think that was like one of my biggest things like the the guy that does the voice for optimus in this series sounds pretty close to the actual optimus at points yeah, uh, but I think by episode three or four, I was kind of over like the the way he was talking and the pauses and like everything he said was said to try and be more dramatic than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did Did you pick that up? Like he pauses a lot. I th- and he's and like I think- he's like he's like Elita. I'm going to go use the restroom. like you pause and you're like it doesn't really need to be that dramatic optimus (laughs) i think part of that is maybe he was because he is a new actor doing 
um, Optimus Prime. It's a uh, what's his name, Jake Fauci or something, something like that. Um, I think he's trying really hard to sound like the old Optimus Prime without being the old Optimus Prime. So I think he was he was trying a little bit too hard. Um, okay. And I give the guy props; he does have a flavor of the old Optimus. Um, without being him. I, I thought he did a fairly admirable job. Hopefully as the series goes, um, he'll kind of come into his own and, and get over that, you know, that over dramatic. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was like one of the only real turnoffs, I guess that bothered me about the, the series. But other than that, I thought the storyline was good. The, the visuals were good. Um, and then the voice acting of that guy that does Optimus though, I, I will say like, some of the parts he like yells, you know, um, mm-hmm. the first episode where B and, uh, and, uh, Wheeljack are being held by the Decepticons when they're, they're looking for the Energon. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, when he, when Optimus makes his entrance and he's like, let them go. Like you didn't, you didn't really hear Optimus yell. I don't think that much back in the day. Did you, it was all kind no. of, all kind of like monotone with him. Right. The before we before we depart the voice acting part, um, I do want to give props to a couple of the characters that I thought were really good. Um, like you said, the 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 new Optimus Prime isn't yet uh, on Peter Cullen status, which he did of the original Optimus Prime. Right. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully he'll grow on me. But I really want to give props to I don't even know the dude's name, but the guy that did Star Scream, um, <laughs> and then. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, no. <laughs> they they did do a good job with Starscream because I hated him back in the day, and I think he's just a little bitch now. <laughs> yeah, and that's what Starscream's supposed to be. He's supposed to be a bitch. I'm and not, that, that guy that. captured, he both captured the original Starscream voice and the flavor of the character really well. And Wheeljack, I know Wheeljack isn't a hugely popular character. Um, but if you're familiar with the, the G1 series and how Wheeljack sounded, um, I noticed, especially like in the later episodes, four, five, and six, that the guy really did a good job catching Wheeljack's um, accent. It's pretty subtle, but he kind of has like a New Jersey-ish accent to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, we, I thought he did a good job with Wheeljack, too. So I'll give props to, to those guys. Yeah. And then uh, some of the other honorable mentions that we had, um, uh, Soundwave. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought he, Soundwave was pretty dope. And he did sound very similar to the retro one. Mm-hmm. He had to, it had like a kind of like a, almost like an echoey, a revive sound to it. Yeah. And at first you're like, it's kind of off-putting at first. And you're like, I didn't really pick up what he said. But then like you hear him talk more and you're like, oh, I can understand him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the other one? Shockwave. You said that you didn't Shockwave was Shockwave was pretty good. I wish he almost sounded. And again, this is me wanting everything to be like the G one series, but I almost wish he sounded a little more uh, like professorish or British, um, kind of like the original Shockwave did. He had like a weird accent, um, and I wish they would have pushed that a little bit more. But they should have made him like Scottish or. Uh, uh... English, yeah, you said he was English, right? I yeah, not like expressly, but he did have that quality to his accent. Oh, okay. I'm pulling up um, the Megatron voice. I didn't mind either. No, it was okay. Uh, you know, I wanted it to be a little more like angry slash edge to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they did a good job starting with how he was in episode one to how he finished in episode six the megatron character you know not to ruin it for anybody but really kind of got more dark as the series went yeah which i kind of like that i i like i did too i like the megatron that they made in this yeah Yeah. i like them um frank todaro is the voice of starscream okay so mr todaro great job on sounding like a little bitch (laughs) <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest possible way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, uh, what were some of the things you guys liked the most about this series? Uh, I like I like the I like the fact that it like sort of showed us Cybertron. Like this isn't something that we usually get in like 
the animated cartoons or the Michael Bay films. Like it's those are pretty much always them on Earth. Yeah, I agree, and I I think it gave us a look at them. And again, we're talking about an animated cartoon here, but um, it gave us a look at where they came from and why they're at the war that they're fighting. You know, mm. a lot of the G1 stuff, it was just like, okay, they're at war. They've always been at war. They hate each other. This gave us a little more background on that um, and, and why they're fighting, you know, and, and, and that they always haven't been fighting. Like, this is something that's, you know, fairly new. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was one of the things that uh, we didn't get to see a ton of the backstory with why the war started and why Cybertron was destroyed. And um, it was kind of cool to see them put how prime and Megatron with ultra Mag- Magnus, is that his name? Yeah. Ultra, yep. Magnus. ultra Magnus were like this brotherhood um, and they were all kind of mentored by alpha Trion. So mm-hmm. that backstory was kind of cool that they, they hit on that and you got to see it. The other thing that I like is that it's kind of like an origin story, like for B, like he's not even a transformer, right? He's, or I mean, he's not even part of the Autobots. Excuse me. He, uh, he's just an Energon scavenger mm-hmm. uh, that they pick up. And I thought that that was kind of cool because for anybody who's watched like modern day Transformers or anything like that, he's already been a, a transformer or an Autobot again. Excuse me. And uh, so it was kind of cool to see that take on it and to hear B talk because. Most people that have watched Transformers recently, he doesn't have a voice. He communicates through a radio, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of cool to see them go back to that way. But again, like, just, it's just that nostalgic feel. Like, it just brings back so many memories watching it. I did like that, um, what you just said. You know, it gave us a different look at Bumblebee. Because um, how we've always seen him... Um, he, he's always been like an Autobot and he's one of their heroes and he's one of their, you know, one of their prime characters where, you know, here he, he wasn't even an Autobot at the start of the story. You know, he didn't come into the fold until the end of the series. Yeah. Um, so that, that was kind of neat. And also, like you said, um, the kids in the group only know Bumblebee from the Michael Bay movies where he has no voice. Um, so it was kind of cool yeah. to hear him talk, talk again. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was really glad that they did that and made it so that he could talk. Cause if he was going to communicate through his radio again, I might've lost it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of like that for that story, you know, it, it worked as a, you know, as a device for that story to be told, yeah. but you know, for, for this, he needed to go going back to have a, vo- a real voice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the voice actor for him did a pretty good job too. It fit, yeah. pretty, fit pretty well. Yeah, because yeah, if you go back to the G1 stuff, the original G1, uh, Bumblebee had more of a kiddish, like he he um, kind of more like have a lot of weight to his character's voice. This the person that does Bumblebee here gives him a little bit more weight to his character. Yeah, say his original voice was kind of like high pitched, wasn't it? Yeah, he was like a, a a younger. It sounded like a younger person, kind of. Yeah. 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 So, what did you, what was probably your favorite thing about the whole series, Joe? Because we know you're like the the diehard Transformer fan. Well, you can't say diehard Transformer. I'm a diehard old school Transformer fan. I thought, yeah. A lot of the movies that Michael Bay did were complete shit. Um, (laughs) But I'm a big G1 fan. And I did really, really like the Bumblebee movie that they just came out with last year. I thought that was cool. Um, as far as this series, I'll agree with you guys that I really like the nostalgic feel to it, um, but that it had a newness too. I I liked um, I liked that we got to see a lot of the characters that we know, but also it gave us a lot of new characters. Um, like Alita is a new one. Um, I know RC isn't technically a new character, but she isn't one that we got a lot of look at in the old G one series. So seeing her was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seeing a lot of the characters that we don't know, Impactor was a cool one. Yeah. Uh, but then getting to see all the old ones too, like Ratchet and and ones that we really haven't gotten to look at in a while, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. What was the what was the 
it wasn't Ironhide, was it? We did get to see Ironhide. Um, not a ton of him. Um, he was flying, and not to spoil everything, but he was flying the Ark, I think, in episode five or six. Mm. But uh, we got to see a little bit of him. Um, you know, other guys from the G1 series that I thought I didn't really like how they were portrayed in the Michael Bay Transformers. You know, we got to see Hound. Um, yep. We got to see, um, obviously, Bumblebee. Uh, Starscream. I hated how Starscream looked in the Michael Bay movies. So oh, getting yeah. to see the old old school uh, Starscream and Thundercracker and the other Seekers, that was cool. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. And yeah. then um, we talked uh, earlier, we were messaging back and forth, and um, I really liked the character Mirage in this one. Yeah, that was that was neat to see Mirage and um, thinking back, I believe he did have like the power set that he has here, you know, the ability to create holograms. He had that or a version of that in the old G1 series too. So that was kind of a cool callback to the old school Transformers too. Yeah, I just, I, I like that. And I thought um, the one of the battle scenes where he's uh, fighting with, uh, I think that's when they're with Impactor. And, uh, the Decepticon like jumps at him to try and kick him. And he had made like two other mirages of himself, you know, mm-hmm. when that Decepticon like jumped to kick him, but kicked through like the hologram and it broke apart and was like the blue shards and stuff. I thought mm-hmm. that that was a really, really cool scene. And I did like that. They gave us, they gave us a lot of our old school characters. We liked, you know, we got prime, we got Megatron, we got Starscream, we got Bumblebee but they didn't overdo it and give us everything in yeah. this one. You know, they gave us enough of the old school to, to hook us in. Um, they gave us enough new ones like Alita and, and, and some of the new ones to, to peak interest in new characters, but they didn't give us everything. Like we haven't seen jazz. We haven't seen hot rod. We haven't seen a lot of the other old G one characters. So there's still a lot left for a season two or a season three. Right. Um, have you heard anything about titles for the next two? Um, well, if we go by what the, if we go by what the toy series is, the, the first um, rollout of toys was war for Cybertron siege. Um, mm. The second round, which we've already seen some of it in stores is um, called earth rise. Mm-hmm. So I would think maybe season two is going to be Earthrise. Okay. So again, not to spoil what happens on the series, you know, you guys go check it out and watch it for yourself. Yeah. But um, we know when they leave Cybertron where they end up. So, you know, if season two is Earthrise, we know where they're at. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely check it out if you haven't yet. It's on Netflix now. Um, like we said, there's uh, six episodes in this first chapter that they're calling it, mm-hmm. and runtime's 23 to 25 minutes. So it's easy to binge watch this in in an afternoon. Yeah, you could do it. You could do it in the the entire season in the span of an evening. You know, you're talking um, just a little bit longer than what a feature film would be. So yeah, and we, I think, me and uh, Brody, the night I came home from work, that it was released. And uh, we sat down and we knocked out four episodes that night. Yeah, I think it was four, yeah. Yeah, we did four, and then we finished the next night watching the last two. So it's uh, it's an easy watch. So now if you were to um, say who your favorite character was, uh, McClunky, who would you say is your favorite character in Chapter 1? Oh, God. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of cool characters, but I would – Probably say that Bumblebee was probably one of my favorites. Bumblebee's always been one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Who was one of yours? Me? Yeah. Um, I just have to say Wheeljack, just because he's <laughs> such a weird character. You know, from the I think the fact that the shape of his noggin is different, <laughs> yeah. and that he's got like, that little like bit when he talks on the sides. Yeah, the little bit different accent. Uh, I thought he was pretty cool. Yeah. And see, oh, I, I go back for me, like I'm kind of torn because I do, I really like Mirage in the series. Um, but I mean, he's still like one of my favorites of all time, a Soundwave, man. Yeah, Soundwave is pretty badass. 
Yeah, and I just and thought we did get there wasn't a lot of it, but we did get a little bit of a look at Laserbeak and Ravage, like not a, lot, but a little bit. Yep. And then there was uh, um, what was the Soundwave clone, failed clone? What was his name? Sound Blaster. I thought that was pretty Sound cool. Blaster. Too. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool too. Oh, yeah. He was kind of like the the same thing, just a little bit like, what was he like, orange and gray or something like I think that. He was, I think he was like black, black with an orange stripe. Oh yeah, and I thought it was cool that they explained that his character had um, had a chip on his shoulder because he was a clone of Soundwave, so he didn't like he didn't like to hear about Soundwave because he had a he had a problem with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they were like they kind of made him like a crazier version of Soundwave. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. So, Soundwave is probably one of my favorites, and obviously Mirage, too, I think. So, all right. So, uh, if you guys would give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, you give the series chapter one a thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, uh, if you haven't checked it out, if you are a Transformers fan at all, we recommend you go check it out on Netflix. Yeah, check it out. Uh, the only the only thing I'll leave with this is that I hope it doesn't take uh, an extended period of time for Chapter Two to come out. I worry about that too, just in the fact that uh, I guess we'll just chalk it up to coronavirus. But season one was delayed not a ton, but the better part of a month. It was supposed to come out, I think, in late June, and we didn't get it till here the end of July. Yeah, so. I'm hoping, hoping that the second chapter will be out sooner than later. Well, we can already tell it's coming soon because they've already released toys for Earthrise. Yeah. Well, well, I think Earth- I think a lot of this this show is instead of the toys following the series, I think the series is kind of following in the toys. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So um, we've talked. We've talked about toys and you know finding action figures and going digging for them and stuff like that does your store up there have the the packaging like the white box that says netflix on it yes the the Earthrise stuff does the previous um the first wave of characters the siege ones did not oh okay uh, but the new ones that came out do have the reference to the netflix series on there oh okay see i didn't i guess i didn't know that those white boxes were for the earth rise i thought they were just like a generic box for promoting the series. Yeah, that yeah, those are more the second wave. Second wave of characters are the the different colored box. The small characters are in a white box. Yeah, um, and they, they yeah they have um they have labeling on the side of it to you know promote the Netflix series. So yeah, hopefully there's enough support behind it that they keep rolling and, and give us more because I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and Netflix does that chart like the top ten most watched things in the u.s you know currently each day okay uh, and i think transformers yesterday maybe it was today was at like number eight on that list so it's like number eight or nine well i think it I think, I think it's moved up some so uh, I, I think it started at nine and it's up to eight now so hopefully it'll keep moving now we've talked a little bit in previous episodes about the toys and we've touched on them here um i uh, you know, I'll maybe throw some pictures up of, I have a shit ton of those um, down in my game room. Yeah. Um, and I know you're starting to get a few characters. Um, what, what are your favorites so far from what you've seen? I mean, from the stuff that I have on my shelf or the stuff that you've seen like in the stores or online, what do you think as far as the, the toys, what are your faves? Um, well, I picked up the Optimus prime. Yeah that I got and it was the bigger box. So it was prime and his trailer. That's, that's sweet. And that I'm jealous of that. Cause I have just the, um, the first wave Optimus prime, the one that is just the, just the robot and not the trailer. I think you have, was there Earthrise like on the packaging? Is that the Earthrise one or is it just a second one for siege? It was a second one for siege. Okay. Um, yeah, with the all spark too. Yeah, he, he's got. When you open up his his chest, he has the all spark. Yeah, nice. so his, his windows actually open up, and yeah, you can take the all spark out and put it back in and stuff like that. Um, That's awesome. I have not uh, transformed him yet, though. I mean, I just have him in the Autobot, uh, you know, the robot shape. So right. Um, but yeah, that one, I, I really like that. That was why when I saw it, I was like, if I don't scoop this up now, it's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. 
So we picked that up, and then, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else. I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, I have Prime, and obviously Optimus Prime is one of my favorite characters, but yeah. Um, like Brody, you know, I'm a Bumblebee fan, and I can't wait. He's not even released yet, but I'm looking forward to when they release him as a a toy that you can purchase. They have a Cliff Jumper out, which I have Cliff Jumper, and him and B, I think, are going to be pretty similar molds or pretty similar robots when they come out. Yeah. So I think that's going to be cool. That will be cool. Yeah. Any, any you like, bro? Any toys that I've seen? Figures, yeah. Um, I thought the Decepticon Mirage was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, and we talked about that because Mirage was an Autobot, but for the second, well, now that I know it's Earth Rise, he's a he's painted as a Decepticon. Mm-hmm. So I want to get um I want to get a few more Seekers too. I have Starscream and I have Thundercracker, and then I have it was a like a Target exclusive. Um, I th- I think his name is like Red Wing, but it's the s- exact same toy as Starscream and Thundercracker. He's just completely all red. Um, but I want to get like a few more Seekers just to add to that, you know, to that group. Plus you have a uh, Jetfire. Yeah, Jetfire, but he's he's an Autobot. Well, he is now, but he started as a Decepticon. Yeah, but I can't put him with Starscream on the same shelf. (laughs) (laughs) What was I thinking? Nerd alert. (laughs) What do you think about that, Moff Gideon? He's shaking his head. (laughs) Hey, don't shake him. He's a pop. He'll fizz. He'll fizz. He'll fizz. I'm looking up to see what that other Seeker's name was that we were talking about, the black and purple one. Yeah, they have him at our, our local Wally Mart. Yeah, I saw him today, too, and um, he's trying to... I can't remember his name right now. It is, you know, I'm looking forward to some of the other ones, too. Like, hopefully they end up with, like, you know, Hot Rod and Cup and Grimlock and those guys. Is It's not... Uh, Where'd it go? It's not thrust, is it? It it could be. I know of the original Seekers, like from the G1, there was Starscream and Skywarp and Thundercracker were the three. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. As I cough in your ear. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just looking online right now trying to find it, and I can't, so. Anyways. All right, well, I think we've uh, beat the Transformers to death for this week. What else we got on the agenda? Oh, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about Comic-Con, I think. Oh, yep, yep. Brody's got some uh, something from Comic-Con that he wants to discuss and put out there. So have at it. Right now? Yeah. No, 10 years from now. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Comic-Con, um, there was one thing for DC that they did. It was... Um, so was it 2011 that they released that Batman Under the Red Hood? The movie? Yeah. Uh, was, it, was it that or was it 2013? I, well, anyway, so anyway, they did a. I think it was 2011, maybe. Okay. Um, because it was like the anniversary or something. But anyway, Under the Red Hood was supposed to be like a story, because back in the day, toward was it like I don't remember the date, but back in the day when. The original Robin, Dick Grayson, was no longer Robin, and they brought in Jason Todd. Um, they were, received a lot of backlash from Jason Todd because they liked the original. It was 2010. It was 2010? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then the DC did something where the fans got to choose. Do, they, do we kill Jason, or do we keep him alive? The fans chose to kill Jason, and that's how we got the whole Jason Todd being killed by the Joker event. Mm-hmm. Well, then anyway, years later, like, was it 2009? They brought Jason back to life as the Red Hood. Mm-hmm. It was like a, yeah, it was something to do with, I don't remember what it was. But anyway, they did a, they did a film back in 2010, you said? Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be sort of putting that in animated movie form of, like, we see him when he dies, and then now we see him as the Red Hood. And he's kind of against Batman. Like, he's like a darker version of Batman. Oh, he holds a grudge against Batman. Well, he, hold, well, he does, yeah. Because he didn't, he didn't save him. So, 
what did they release from Comic-Con? So they released um, an animated interactive movie for that. So one of the things in the trailer was, um, one of the things that popped up was, does Robin die? Like, you got to choose, does he die? Does Robin cheat death? Or does Batman save him? Mm -hmm. And so the trailer kind of branched off in different directions. Like, we see him as the Red Hood, which is obviously if Robin dies. We see if he cheats death, he turns into Hush. Mm-hmm. Which, Wait, no. How do you how do you say that catch? Hush. <laughs> 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 and, and then if Batman <laughs> saves him, he turns into Red Robin. Oh, so it's Red, a, no, hey, now Red Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Red Robin has a has a auspicious history with us, does it not, Craig? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so the year was two thousand and what? 2009 <laughs> <laughs> probably somewhere around there and we went to eat at red robin yeah and then we went to target right after joe was down here visiting and we went to target right after and as we walked in the target <laughs> emily threw up all over the floor <laughs> <laughs> now this is this is back when when nines aka triforce um was just a wee little girl and at Red Robin, she had downed this mammoth chocolate shake. So, <laughs> so when we when we got to Target, uh, Cash and Emily, you know, being a squirrely little child, had a race, <laughs> a foot race into Target uh, <laughs> from the car. And then, like, we walked into the doors of Target, and Emily just basically let loose this big, huge <laughs> chocolate shake vomit everywhere. <laughs> I don't think we even stayed after that, did we? Just turned around and left. Um, I think Mandy had headed to the back of the store and was like beyond us already. And me and you and Emily just like turned around and headed out. <laughs> and, oh yeah, and there was there was the worker that was standing outside the Target, and I'm like, dude, I really hate to tell you, but uh, my kid just threw up all over the floor right there. And he's like, I don't care, I'm on break. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and that was that was a hilarious memory. And now every time I go into that target, I take a picture of the entrance and send it to Joe. <laughs> I guess where I am. Uh, so now that we've derailed your talk, uh, McClunky, sorry, we'll let you get back on it. <laughs> uh, um, so a lot of fans, there was sort of mixed reviews on it because Red Robin, yum. in in the comics is tim drake which tim drake is the third robin he's the one after jason todd and so tim drake was robin he was probably one of the fan favorites Mm. it's it's him and grayson that you see a lot of nowadays but anyway he turns into red robin because this was a period in the comics when bruce wayne supposedly died everyone thought he was dead uh nightwing who was Dick Grayson, the original Robin, took on the Batman mantle and took on the little brat named Damien to be his Robin. So then that kind of, uh, he kind of fired Tim. And Tim was like, well, I'm going to go get Bruce back. So then he sort of donned the Red Robin outfit Hmm. and uh, tried to find him, which he eventually did find him. But, well, nowadays they switched him from the Red Robin character and now he's a character named Drake. Just Drake. Just Drake now. <clears throat> just like uh, Nightwing was just Grayson. For like a little bit, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, hmm. well, interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this choose your own adventure actually plays out and how, um, I guess, how many options you have. Yeah. The problem with choose your own adventure is like uh, you can only play it so many times and you can only select different things so many times. So it's pretty easy to lose interest in it, I think. Yeah, it's kind of a novelty type thing. It is neat to, um, you know, have the feeling like you control how the story goes. But, you know, after, you know, after you run through it a time or two, it kind of, like you said, loses its novelty. Yeah. And and I don't, I mean, I, I'd hate, to, I want to see the price tag on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think because it is a novelty thing, I don't think that they're going to probably ask that much for it. It might be worth, you know, the, the 15 bucks or something that they might charge for, but certainly not paying $60 like I would for, you know, a new PS4, or, you know, 
PS5 game or whatever it is. Right. It definitely wouldn't be worth that, but I could see them when it first came out, they try and cash in pretty quick. Yeah. So I don't know. Which I I think it's cool that they are bringing in Red Robin, even though it's a little sad that it's not Tim Drake, but they're bringing in Hush, which Hush is usually <laughs> not Jason Todd. It's Thomas Elliot, isn't it? Yeah, is that his name? Yeah, yeah it's which he was Bruce Wayne's childhood friend turned serial killer. <laughs> can we can we quickly establish two rules on the show from now on? That <laughs> it's a rule that any time the name Red Robin comes up, Brody, you have to say yum. yum and yum. then any time we talk about hush, cash has to go. What do you think of that, Moff Gideon? He's shaking his head yes. He's fizzing. (laughs) Moff Gideon. What kind of name is that? (laughs) Isn't Moff a rank? Well, yeah, but every time I hear Gideon, I think of like, I don't know, an Irish man on a boat fishing. (laughs) 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 I don't know why. I just do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it is kind of interesting to see how they're going to – how many different options, too, there's going to be. Like, like, is there only, like, three main endings, or is, can there be, like, 15 different ways you can end it? Well, right, because that would take, you know, for each branch in the story, you know, you choose this or choose that. For each branch in the story, um, that's a lot of work and a lot of production, you know, and then – on each branch, you know, for each story or each choice on each branch, then there's two more and two more. So that's a, for each one, that's a lot of production and a lot of work. So, you know, you wonder how many variations you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. We'll have to, we'll have to see what, now did they give any sort of indication when this is coming out? Uh, I don't remember from the trailer. Oh, okay. We'll dig a little deeper on it and see what yeah. we can find. Now, overall, I know we talked about this beforehand. Um, you know, again, because of Code Kadoba right now, everything is, you know, canceled or lessened from what it was. Comic Con this year was virtual um, instead of the huge production it usually is. Yeah. Um, and I, I tried to keep up with a lot of the stuff online and a lot of the virtual exhibits. And um, I was, you know, you hate to judge it because they did the best they could, but I was kind of disappointed in the lack of content from comic-con compared to what we usually get as far as panels and news and breaking stuff you know i agree i thought that it was uh they they just had an opportunity to do so much and they just didn't and i think part of it is because of the events going on in the world and so many movies are being delayed and you know things are being pushed back you know production wise too Uh, i just don't think that they had a ton of content probably that was appealing to the the mass majority. I think your yeah. your diehard nerds probably enjoyed it, you know, with the mm-hmm. stuff from like anime series and and things of that nature, but I'm not a big anime guy, so I'm not either. Right. That that did zero for me. Um I thought when like the first day started and then we got some hints at the uh the uh new mutants I thought that 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 was going to be like, oh, we're going to get tons of good stuff and good previews and things Mm -hmm. like that. And then it seemed like after that, I heard that and then nothing else. (laughs) Yeah, I'd agree with that, too. The the New Mutants stuff, you know, got me interested just because um, New Mutants has been delayed so many different times. But what we're getting from it looks, I think it looks pretty darn cool. But um, after we got that, there just wasn't a lot else that grabbed my attention. Yeah, I forgot that it was delayed like a couple times, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been pushed back a few different times. One because supposedly the um, <laughs> it was supposedly really bad, and they did a bunch of reshoots. Um, and then with the Disney buying Fox thing, it got pushed back again. Um, and now because of Kadoba, it's pushed back a third time. And there's been a lot of rumors that oh, it's going to be released on Disney Plus, or no, it's not going to be released on Disney Plus, and. I, I still haven't seen anything confirming that Disney Plus is, is going to put it out. So I think that's a, a big rumor right now. 
Uh, Maybe if the world events don't stop and they keep getting worse, there might be a possibility that they'll put it on Disney Plus just to get it out there. Um, But we kind of talk because we feel like some of the stuff that Disney needs to put out or was planning to put out prior to Falcon and Winter Soldier, everything's being delayed now just because it's a chain reaction. Right. So things aren't being uh, put out. Um, going back to the new mutants, and uh, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, for our listeners, there is uh, a post a couple weeks ago where we put the the trailer on there, so you can watch it on our our Facebook page. Um, Joe, uh, one of the things that I saw is that one of the characters, Magic, is her name, I believe. Yes, um, one of my favorite characters. Yep. So she's the blonde girl, right? Correct. Um, So there's a a new synopsis for the New Mutants that's confirming that Magic is the younger sister of Colossus. Yep. Yep. She is uh, Ileana Rasputin, Colossus's younger sister. Yeah, I did not know that. I don't know much of the the New Mutants, so is this something that was already known? Yeah, in the the comics, that was... uh... That was held true right from the start. Is that magic with a K um, yeah. was was Colossus's little sister, and she was identified as a young age as a mutant. Um, but we should have played the nerd alert here. Nerd alert. Um, <laughs> she was abducted at a young age, um, and was like feared dead for a couple years, and then came back from this uh, demon land called Limbo. Uh, as an older character, like as a teenager, and she was like, uh, had declared herself queen of this demonic realm, and she had this really cool sword and all these really cool like um, demon powers on top of what her mutant abilities were. Mm. Now, do you think by because reading this, I, I saw this article on Screen Rant talking about it. Um, do we think that this could be yet another uh, door? for the X-Men to make their entrance. You are a smart man, Craig. I was just going to kind of go that way in that uh, magic um, along with Cable and Deadpool um, and the Scarlet Witch are, you know, one of a handful of very small characters that could potentially jump from one dimension or one reality to another. So that might be one of the reasons why Disney hasn't just left this new mutants project for death, you know, mm-hmm. because they could have just declared this project done and not put it out and scrapped it. Uh, but the reason that they're still bringing it along very well could be that this character could open a door for characters from the Fox universe to jump over to the MCU. So if you had an ultra popular character, you know, over in the Fox X-Men universe, you could use them to jump them over. Um, transition them over yeah yeah Yeah, like you could you could bring over this character and that character played by this specific actor um and transition them over but then have a fresh beginning for all the other characters like Mm -hmm. oh you know and i'm just randomly throwing people out there like oh um you know we really liked the person that played cyclops or we really liked the person that played gene gray you know we could somehow use them to bring this actor over and it completely makes sense when all of the other X-Men are now portrayed by different people. Right. Right. Yeah. And they're like some of the other rumors that they're saying with uh, new mutants is that they're going to make a reference or there is a reference in there about uh, professor X. Um, And then some of the previous uh, shots that I guess were in the movie, there was supposed to be a cameo from storm that I had heard about. And, okay. And then there was several other connections, but now now I'm seeing that they're saying that those were removed. removed so yeah. Maybe they were planning to introduce the X-Men earlier than a lot of people were thinking or like mm-hmm. just kind of slowly bring them in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like they're changing their plans and maybe doing something else with the X-Men then. Well, right now there's so many rumors out there as you know, basically every Marvel movie that's slated to be right now like the next doctor strange the next thor Mm -hmm. the next black panther like we've heard rumors like oh we're gonna get a glimpse at the x-men you know we're gonna get a glimpse at the x-men so pretty much every movie that's on the slate right now people are putting rumors out that you know we're gonna 
we're going to get a glimpse at the X-Men. Like, oh, Black Panther, we're going to get to see Storm or, you know, this or that. Um, mm-hmm. So right now, everybody everybody wants to see them in some form or another. Yeah. Well, there is a rumor that the third Spider-Man might introduce the Fantastic Four. And that I think that would be really cool, you know. And I think the Fantastic Four fit really well. You know, it's going to be the MCU anyway. Like, it's all going to be one big world. But the 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 Spider Man corner of the MCU fits really well with the Fantastic Four. You know, they're New York based. Um, in the comics, Spidey and the Human Torch were friends for a long time. So, you know, to get them in that world, I think would be a really easy transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. All right, boys. So, what do you think about a quick break, and then we'll jump into another segment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should do that. That's a great idea. What do you think, Moth Gideon? He's shaking. His head. <laughs> <laughs> He's fizzing. <laughs> He's fizzing. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a quick test here. Okay, before we oh, go to break. Okay. Are we ready? Yep. Ready. Here's your pop quiz. Ready? Okay. Red Robin. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig. What? <laughs> oh, am I? Say? Oh, just <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something. I was gonna say quiet, but then yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll be back after these messages. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Welcome back, everybody, to Ep4, a no hope of nerds and beer. No. Get the pun. It's a uh, pun. So we did there. Uh, we, we've got uh, Joe, uh, myself, Cash, and uh, we have Peaches here. And we, <laughs> and we have a fizzing Moff Gideon. <laughs> and a fizzy Moff. Yeah, you know. What do you think of Brody's new nickname, Moff Gideon? Oh, he's shaking his head. Yes, he likes it, Peaches. I think it's, I think it's awful. I think we need to stick with McClunky. Yeah, we do. We do. He's currently eating a peach. That's why I call him Peaches. Wait, so if we call me Peach, that means I'll have to find a new shirt that just says Peach on it. You know, it's not even going to say it. It's just going to be a picture of a peach. Yeah. God. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and during the break, I was telling Joe a a story about um, about Peaches here. Peaches. So, Brody got some money and he is like us where he collects toys and he wanted a very specific Lego set because Brody collects Legos and has those on display in his room. Mm-hmm. Um, and the specific Lego set was not found in our area. So I spent the night driving the greater Lansing area, hitting every store that I could to try and find the set for him. And how many, how many miles do you think you covered in this quest? Uh, let's see. I would say that I probably did at least 70. That's pretty good. Yeah. I I would say I would say 60 or 70 miles maybe. You're scoring some good dad points on that. Well, and see that's kind of where I'm like everybody hears this and they're like, "Oh man, you're such a great dad." You're going And it it I was looking for him, but it was kind of for selfish reasons too cuz I was checking out all the stores <laughs> in the area to see if they had any good finds. <laughs> Any good deals or anything? I mean, I'm looking for his toy. I might as well see what else they got, you know? Yeah, you never know when you're going to stumble across, you know, that Transformer you can't find or that Black Series figure that you can't find. Yeah, and that was the night that I had messaged you, Joe, and sent you a picture that I had found the child Black Series figure. Yes. Yeah. It was tiny, too. He is tiny. Joe got his in the mail. Yeah, shout out to you guys. Thanks. I appreciate that. It is now... uh, Adorning the wall with his fellow Mandalorian. Did you uh, did you open him? Yes. See, I haven't opened mine yet. I'm, yeah, I had to. I, I had I, to get him up. I had to get him up on the wall. We're we're like at this phase. Like I'm like torn. Do I open them or do I leave them? And uh, almost, the, as you say that you're torn, I almost broke into the Natalie Imbruglia song. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> yeah, that brings you back, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it, 
I might open the child. I don't know. It's hard to say right now. I've got him in the box right next to uh, our Mando, which Mando's not in the box right now. Um, but yeah, I've got. Uh, I think the only thing that's going to stay in the box are probably those '90s Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Nines. <laughs> nines. <laughs> we did let nines out of the box. But <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I know earlier in the episode we talked a lot about the new Netflix series um, Transformers. Uh, I know in the age of Kadoba, we're all looking for new content or discovering new things. Um, I don't know if you guys have found anything new that you've been watching, but I've just about finished uh, the Netflix series Witcher. Um, and if if you haven't checked that out, if you're like a Game of Thrones fan or if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, I think you should check out Witcher. Uh, pretty good, pretty good show. Um, quick watch. You know, there's only, I think, eight episodes in the season, and they're all just under an hour. So it's a quick watch. It's a pretty good show. <sighs> <laughs> no. You, you lost me when you said Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Isn't it of Henry Cavill in it? Yeah, it does. He plays the main character, um, Geralt of Rivia. (laughs) He's a a witcher, which is basically a monster hunter. Um, And he's a pretty cool character. He he doesn't have an extremely large vocabulary. He says a lot of, Uh, but it's it's pretty well done. The the special effects are decent, um, especially for a Netflix series. It was better than what I expected. Um, and the plot, uh, even for a show that's only eight episodes, is kind of slow to develop. But by episode seven or eight, like it's it's got you. You wanna you want to finish it to find out what happens. How many seasons are there? So far, just one. Um, oh. It was up in the air whether there was going to be a second one because of Kadoba. But they they have announced that there is going to be a second season, and this is based on video game, the Witcher series. So um, that's what I've heard. I am not a follower of the video game series, but I, I have heard that is it is based on that video game. And I have heard that those games are pretty violent. So yeah, um, you know the the series does have a fair amount of violence, uh, not as much as a Game of Thrones would, though. Like there is. Uh, blood and guts, uh, but not as much as as Game of Thrones. There is a um, fair amount of nudity um, and sexual references, but again, not as much of Game of, as Game of Thrones. So, um, don't let your children watch it. <laughs> but if you're an adult, it's worth it's worth a watch. I don't know if I'll watch it. Maybe. One of these days, but I think we're gearing up, or at least I'm gearing up to start the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, we and you talked about that earlier that you were getting ready to watch that. You need to let me know what you think of that because that kind of piqued my interest too. Yeah, it's, uh, and I mean, I think they they just released season two. I think. I think so. Maybe, too. maybe so. Yeah, it's got two seasons, so I'm sure people listening are probably like, "Yeah, that show's been around forever, and we've liked it and watched it and stuff," but. Um, it's summertime right now, so I don't really watch a ton of like shows and stuff because we spend a fair amount of time outdoors and, and things like that. But that was when I saw the preview and it kind of caught my interest. It's got kind of a, a X-Men-ish kind of feel to it, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Outdoors? Uh, what are these outdoors that you speak of? <laughs> yeah. You know, bike riding, hiking, things like that. Uh, you know, we do that once in a while. Who so. directs it? Uh, the director. That's the position that he has. <laughs> it's not Tim Burton, is it? It better not be here else I'm not watching it. <laughs> hey, remember that? Hey, remember that time that you asked me who the who directs it and I told you it was the director? It's a but a bump. yeah, what else? What else we got? I think that's about it. You know, you know, one thing that we haven't done in a while that we need to do. What's that? A beer review. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll we'll do one maybe next episode. Or we're gonna have to change our names <laughs> to nerds and nerds. <laughs> nerds and 
and they're nerds and nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I I could maybe I'll prepare a, a beer review for next time. I, I haven't done one in a while. Sounds great. It sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful. Um, some of the other things I saw, uh, just real quick. I feel like we're kind of wrapping this up. Um, some things to keep an eye out for in the rumor mill. Uh, I saw another rumor, rumor resurface last night that Disney Plus is in talks to do a Darth Maul series. Okay. Like a live action. Now, this is a rumor when I researched it to see how valid it was. Um, this is a rumor that has sparked in like the last, I don't know, two years, year and a half to two years. It's come and gone, so I don't know how much truth there is to it. Well, when you think about it, there, you know, even though we've seen a ton of Darth Maul, you know, from the Clone Wars series uh, to Rebels, that kind of stuff, um, there is a lot of room for a series. You know, you could do a season or two or three on him taking off from what we saw in Solo, you know, with the the underworld-ish type stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it would be kind of cool if they did that. Uh, obviously, I would think that Ray Park would be the one that would play him mm-hmm. um but i mean that's up in the air because ray park apparently is under some scrutiny now for something that he posted on instagram <laughs> oh no <laughs> what did he do uh apparently what i saw somebody say um was that he found out his wife was cheating on him and he posted a very very inappropriate uh very intimate and personal video on instagram <laughs> classy so uh, I don't know if that will uh, kind of cut ties with Disney for him now. <laughs> if it's true, I, I just saw, you know, some comments about it, but I didn't really dig that deep into it. Cause it's a very eh. Darth Maulish thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did see that uh, one of our uh, longtime listeners and uh, followers on our Facebook page, Trevor, uh, shout out to Trevor. Trevor! Trevor! Um, he had commented um, saying that he'd heard that or wants more of the uh, Han and Chewie stories. And I have heard rumors that they are talking about maybe doing some sort of Han and Chewie show or series, I guess. Um, I don't know how long it would be if it's even true, but I think that would be, be great. A, like I, I would, I would thing. totally be into that. I thought I think the, that they would have solo they would movie have. got a really bad rap. I thought it was quality, and I think that you know there would be a lot of room for some pretty cool stories taking off from the end of Solo. Yeah. Was that now? Was that the rumor that you heard or that you read? Was it for a live action series or for animated? Uh, live action was what I saw. And they were talking about bringing, or the fans, I guess, wanted, um, what's his name? Alden Ehrenreich? Yeah, 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 thank you. They they want him back to uh, to be solo, obviously, because Harrison Ford's just too old now. Yeah, I think Alden did a good job, too. And I think maybe enough time has passed where it's not fresh anymore that people would be more accepting of him. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like, I feel like Star Wars movies kind of go in that pattern um, where they don't do the best at the box office or it gets very mixed reviews rather at the box office. But then once it's out for a year or two and people watch it numerous times, they're like, Hey, you know, this really wasn't that bad. No. prequels. Yeah. The prequels were like that. Absolutely. The, the prequels really got a lot of hate at first and now, you know, they're, they're getting a lot more beloved by the fans. Yeah. And the people that make the memes, you know, <laughs> but I, yeah. I was one, and Joe, I think you were there too with me on this. Is that when Solo came out, I didn't hate it. Like I thought it was a great story. Mm-hmm. It was enjoyable. It was, uh, it was entertaining. I, I think thought... it just caught a bad rap because of the Last Jedi. I think that it got the backlash because of that. Yeah, I think at that point people were burned out after the last Jedi. They were burned out on Star Wars and they mm-hmm. maybe should have held off a little bit to release it and it probably would have been accepted a little bit better than it was. But I I think that the stories, if they decided to do a, a series of Han and Chewie, I think that that would be awesome because there would just be so many 
so many different stories and adventures that they could tell, you know, mm-hmm. or or even a, like a net, not Netflix, a Disney Plus series with Han and Chewie, you know, give us six episodes. People would eat that up. Yeah. Yep, I agree. So that'd be kind of cool. Um, I know Trevor had commented on that and said he wanted some more more of that or you'd be OK with that. So uh, who knows? It might be coming. Yeah. Yeah. We'll try to dig some stuff up for uh, Trevor and see what we can talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, boys. Well, we want to put a little bow on this, buddy, and uh, wrap it up for the week. Sounds good. Um, So, yeah, thanks for listening, as always. Yeah, go check out our back episodes on Anchor. We've got a lot of uh, nerdy goodness for you to check out. And Spotify. Yep, and Spotify. We're on there. Thanks, McClellan. Um, Yep. So, yeah. Thanks yeah. for letting us talk about our favorite things and uh, for not judging us for being nerds. We yeah, and uh, as always, stay safe in this uh, era of Kadoba. And most importantly, McClunky, what do people need to do? Wash your damn hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Peace out and talk to you next week. Okay. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye. It's Kyle. You want to know my secret identity? Is it Bruce Wayne? How does everybody know my... I mean...